Another episode of Texans Twilight Zone, the Houston Texans podcast where we wallow in the filth and share in the misery of the Houston football Texans. Today's show is about lying. If I happen to bump into one of you listeners out on the streets, I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you, hey, thanks for listening. It's so great to meet you. I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to say, leave me alone. Respect my privacy. Do you know why? Because I care about you. I respect the construct of society, the fabric of civility that we've woven, and I'm not going to upset that dynamic. Telling the truth to a complete and total stranger is kind of like going out in the public without wearing any deodorant. You're saying that you don't care. That kind of honesty comes at a premium, okay? There's a reason why it's rare. Honesty has never been and never will be the best policy. Any sort of slogan that you can find on a poster in an elementary school guidance counselor's office is not useful to adults in the real working world. And there are two kinds of lies. There are the lies that we tell ourselves. Hey, you know what? This diet, it starts tomorrow. Another lie we tell ourselves. Guess what? The Texans can run the table and hey, maybe they'll even squeak into the playoffs. If you're listening to this podcast, you're lying to yourself right now by saying that listening to this podcast is a perfectly good use of your time. And you know what? That's okay. Thank you very, very much. This podcast isn't for people who tell the truth because people who tell the truth are idiots. They're too stupid to come up with a good lie. Another lie Texans fans told themselves in the wake of the DeAndre Hopkins trade to Sean Watson, look out. He's going to be a lot better without Nuke Hopkins because he'll be forced to spread the ball around. Through the first four weeks of the season, there wasn't a more acute case of sports delusion. But I tell you what, since week five, you were slowly starting to prove yourself right. The lie that you had created within your mind was starting to come to fruition. Deshaun Watson, since week five, was the highest graded quarterback by pro football focus. He's averaging nine yards per attempt. That leads the league. He's thrown 19 touchdown passes. Only Mahomes has thrown more. He was on track for career highs in yards and touchdowns. And that is due in most part to the unexpected emergence of former first-round pick wide receiver Will Fuller. But just as Will was starting to come into his own, showing that he could be a real wide receiver one, you knew it couldn't last long. Earlier this week, the word came down that Will Fuller had been suspended six games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Will Fuller posted this touching statement on his Instagram. He writes, Earlier this year, I sought treatment from a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be permitted under the NFL's drug policy. As it turns out, my trust in this professional was misplaced because this medication was not a permitted substance 
under the NFL policy on performance-enhancing substances. We've heard statements like that a lot after people get popped for using steroids. I'm curious, what do you think? Is he telling the truth? Or is this a lie? And if he is lying, are you satisfied with the quality of the lie? That's a question that I'm going to ask my next guest, sports radio host, Paul Gallant. If you're a longtime listener to Houston Sports Radio, you will remember Paul. He was a host on Sports Radio 610 for eight years. I caught up with Paul earlier today. He gave me his thoughts on the Will Fuller news. And Paul, after nearly a decade covering Houston sports, he's seen so many ups and downs, but even he doubts this city sports scene has ever seen a lower point. Here's a few minutes from my conversation with Paul Gallant, former Sports Radio 610 host. When you were here, you covered this team a long time. When you heard someone say, Houston sports strikes again, what did that typically mean to you? It was annoying at first, but then you see it happen over and over and over again with the Rockets. I mean, they got so close in in 2018, and then all of a sudden, Chris Paul, his hamstring snaps. He missed 27 threes in a row in game seven. Honestly, you could probably go on and, and I would think win in those NBA finals. And the Astros won a World Series, which was awesome. Such a fun time getting to do the show right after the Astros had won an eight-hour show by myself. Aided by champagne was a lot of fun. But now all of a sudden you have these allegations of cheating. Is there an asterisk attached to the Astros championship? There has been an awful lot of disappointment in Houston sports history And this year, other than the Astros somehow, some way, finding a way to get to a Game 7 in the American League Championship Series and make the playoffs despite being sub-500, it's been rough with what you're seeing out of the Rockets and how James Harden might not want to be there anymore. And the Texans, I, I really don't know what to say about the Texans other than it's impressive how far they've fallen to the point of I could not have seen this coming. They are way too talented to be where they are right now, even after the trade of DeAndre Hopkins. You almost have to sit back and appreciate the meltdown on this biblical proportion. Like it's astonishing. It leaves you speechless. I certainly couldn't write it. And if I could amend some of your examples there, the Astros winning the World Series and then, you know, a matter of hours later, learning Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. Uh, I remember being more disappointed about Watson tearing his ACL. I was too. I was drinking at work. I was so happy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden that that buzz went from elation to depression yeah. in seconds. It's, it's a shame. It really is. And it was right after an incredible game against the Seattle Seahawks, who I, I now cover, right. where Rus- Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are essentially going shot for shot with one another. Well, I've seen a little bit of Deshaun Watson this season, in particular the last week. And I thought to myself, wow, Watson, I mean, he's he's doing it all by himself and he did even more of it on Thursday with the help of Will Fuller. But now all of a sudden, you know, a guy who you're wondering about if you're going to sign him to an extension this offseason and Will Fuller and, and Bradley Roby as well at cornerback, they're testing positive for PEDs as the Texans are looking for a coach and they have this Jack Easterby mess on their hands. Jamie Roots is releasing a book for some reason. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted from afar. I'm somewhat jealous of those who are covering the team just from a, wow, this would be a lot of fun from to make fun of from a sports talk radio perspective. 
But at the same time, I feel bad. I mean, I feel for Texans fans. This has sucked. They deserve better. But there is this sense of it's always going to go wrong that I think they correctly have. And I don't know how it gets better when you don't have any first round picks the next couple of years, when you don't know who your next head coach is, and when Jack Easterby is going to be involved in the decision making, and when Cal McNair just doesn't seem to be anywhere close to the same owner that his dad was. There's there's absolutely no reason for optimism. There is no let's tank and let's get these draft picks and let's rebuild. That that possibility doesn't exist. The only thing you had to enjoy as a Texans fan, somehow, some way, even without one of the best receivers in football, Deshaun Watson is improving. Will Fuller is healthy against all odds. And it's strange because I remember watching that Patriots game and I think he lowered his shoulder and ran someone over at one point. I'm like, is Will Fuller getting stronger? Has he been hitting the gym? Uh, and, and of course, the most recent example of Houston sports, uh, you mentioned that six game suspension for both Fuller and Roby, both of them saying they unknowingly took an illicit substance. What is your reaction when you hear someone say there's a part of me that wants to believe them, but it's the same excuse that you hear from everybody. So it's hard to really believe anyone, even if there's this idea of innocent until proven guilty. And per the NFL, they're found guilty. They're suspended for six games. The thing that I think about first, and it's just an unfortunate byproduct of who is in charge of their strength and conditioning program, but Brian Cushing's on the coaching staff. And Brian Cushing is a guy who tested positive for PEDs multiple times. Is that Brian Cushing's fault? I think that's a reach without any proof, but it lines up, doesn't it? And that's the first thing I think about. Wow, Brian Cushing's on this coaching staff, and you have two guys that are testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug that they might not have known about. But at the same time, there's no excuse for it, and I think both of them acknowledge that in their statement. You have to know everything that you're putting in your body. The NFL makes it pretty clear, and you have team nutritionists and all sorts of people that you can run things by to say, hey, is this good? Is this bad? If you're taking it on your own, if the team is doing it itself, if the team is supplying these players with that, yikes, that is a bad look. And, and again, you go right back to the guy who did it as a player in Brian Cushing. So very curious as to how far the rabbit hole goes on that one. This is just one of those years. Paul brings up an interesting point there. Is it fair to blame the positive tests for Roby and Fuller on Brian Cushing? No. Does it look bad? Hell yeah, it does. Uh, for a team so concerned with optics, allegedly cutting ties with great players like DeAndre Hopkins, Dwayne Brown, Jadavian Clowney, the list goes on, because of perceived character issues, they certainly had no problem appointing a repeat steroid offender in Brian Cushing as head of their strength and conditioning. So, fair or not, those are the optics, and they're almost as bad as the team. And it seems like things couldn't possibly get any worse, but of course, they will. And we'll be right here to talk about what went wrong against the Colts next week on Texans Twilight Zone. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. It's on now. Houston's got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Houston's got a problem on the Problem. Houston, we have a problem. Now that the problem.